0: Hello, I'm Maria Titizian.
1: And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of October 20.
0: In the news. This week marked the one-month anniversary of Azerbaijan's large-scale attack on Artsakh, which led to the ethnic cleansing of the entire population. Armenia's human rights person says that there are signs of torture and mutilation on bodies of victims of Azerbaijan's attack on Artsakh, and uh, including those of women and children. In a speech at the European Parliament, Armenia's prime minister underscores Russia's failure to act as a security partner for Armenia and to protect Artsakh's population, says there were attempts at regime change.
1: This week marked the one-month anniversary of Azerbaijan's large-scale attack on Artsakh, which led to the ethnic cleansing of the entire population and the capitulation of the Republic of nagorno karabakh For the first time in its millennium-long history, Artsakh is now depopulated of its indigenous Armenian people because of Azerbaijan's aggression.
0: As we have reported over the last few weeks, after Artsakh signed a ceasefire agreement on September 20, four days later, the Azerbaijani side opened the Lachin corridor, leading to the mass exodus of the people who understood the that they could never live under Azerbaijani rule. Today, over 100,000 Armenians of Artsakh are struggling to rebuild their lives, dispersed throughout the Republic of Armenia, oftentimes in poor conditions.
1: Yesterday, Armenia's human rights defender, Anahit Malasian, said that the bodies of the victims of the Azerbaijani attack on nagorno karabakh on September 19 and 20 that were transferred to Armenia have signs of torture and mutilation.
0: Malasian added that her preliminary report on the ill treatment and torture was used at the ICJ by the Armenian government as evidence. The report found as you said, Rubina, torture and mutilation on numerous bodies that were uh, retrieved from Arsakh, brought to Armenia. Uh, This includes bodies of civilians and, she said, of women and children.
1: ICRC teams are still visiting communities in Gharabakh in their search to provide help to the people after the huge exodus, which followed the recent escalation of hostilities. And ICRC said a small number of people remain in their homes, either by choice or because they were unable to leave by themselves. Some require medical help or food and water. Others are requesting assistance in contacting loved ones and securing transport to leave. Our teams have also assisted in the uh, careful removal of people who have died onwards to mortuary facilities for appropriate and dignified care, they said.
0: You know, we were watching the videos of them going sort of village to village and um, in, in these very remote communities. The statement goes on to say teams in the city are in contact with a small number of residents who remain in their homes and we are constantly finding new individuals homes shops and offices have been left abandoned and many dogs and cats can be seen in the streets and uh They talked about um, this man they met uh, who was staying inside a small kiosk in a shopping center. Others, you know, who who are just grateful to receive something or phones and able to contact their family. And there's this one story of a man who lives with his 92-year-old father in, in a very remote mountain community. He wasn't even aware of what had happened because he had no electricity um, no access to TV or radio. According to the ICRC, he said, "'I saw from afar that you arrived. "'I was going to collect water and saw you were there,' he said. "'His name's Aharon Chazarian. Uh, "'When people were fleeing, I couldn't leave with my father "'because he's very old. "'Thank God you came.'" We saw you and got information about what is going on.
1: Well, the army inside continues to monitor and report the aftermath of the events that occurred since the Azerbaijani attack on Artsakh on September 19. On October 14, Hunanta Davosyan, spokesperson of Artsakh's Interior Ministry, told Azatutun that around 500 people died in the Azerbaijani attack and the fuel depot explosion of September 25, while hundreds were injured. Of the confirmed 220 death in the explosion, around 150 bodies are unidentifiable. There are further 50 people missing in the aftermath of the explosion. According to Dadevosyan, there are 8 to 10 people remaining in Artsakh.
0: Of the over 100,000 people who were forced uh, to come to Armenia, 3,000 have apparently left uh, the country, although it remains unknown how many of them have left permanently. Yesterday in a cabinet meeting, Armenia's Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan said that it's his government's policy to do everything possible for uh, the Armenians of Artsakh to stay in Armenia.
1: And this is the news that uh, Azadutun uh, Mm -hmm. released without uh, specifying its sources, but saying that it's a uh, high-ranking Arsakh law enforcement body that said that that 10 detainees accused of various crimes and one convict were released from nagorno karabakh Six of them are accused of treason and espionage. Armenian law enforcement agencies have no information about their whereabouts at the moment.
0: Yeah, which is really... uh I don't know what the word is. Well, we that know that Artsakh
1: didn't really have a prisons. Right. The only prison that was in Shushi, uh, after 2020, there were no prisons, but they were people on, in detention on, uh, in Artsakh, and we're talking about these people at this point.
0: Uh, this week, uh, Armenia's prime minister was in the European Parliament, where he delivered a speech. He spoke about the situation, obviously. Some of the points he emphasized were that Armenia is ready for peace and to continue negotiations with Azerbaijan in an international as well as in regional formats. Pashinan elaborated on Azerbaijan's insistence on this so-called corridor, making the distinction that while a corridor is widely understood in the West as a passage that operates under the laws of the land through which it passes, the regional connotation and Azerbaijan's insistence of the use of the word assume quite a different uh, meaning. The Armenian uh, Prime Minister time
1: and again pointed out that the Russians failed to act as a security partner for Armenia, failed to protect the Arsakh Armenians, and even attempted to instigate a regime change in Armenia, sabotaging Armenia's democracy. At a time when a hundred of thousands of Armenians fled nagorno karabakh to the Republic of Armenia, our allies in the security sector not only did not help us, but also made public calls for a change of power in Armenia to overthrow the democratic government uh, in the country, he said.
0: The ethnic cleansing of the Artsakh Armenians, their current needs, was at sort of the pivotal point of his hour-long speech. Um, he also said that, you know, despite multiple, dozens, hundreds of times that Armenia sort of raised the alarm, if you will, um, you know, the decisions of the International Court of Justice, resolutions by the European Parliament, PACE and parliaments of individual countries, appeals, um, all of these things were And all of these bodies were unable to prevent the ethnic cleansing of the Armenians in nagorno karabakh And today, some pretend that they don't understand why the Armenians left their homes en masse. This is cynicism, he said, in itself, because the answer is more than clear. Azerbaijan clearly and unequivocally demonstrated its decision to make the life of Armenians in Artsakh impossible.
1: On October 17 Baku responded to Pashinyan's speech in the European Parliament, noting that it shows that Armenia is determined to undermine the prospects of a peace agreement. The Azerbaijani Foreign Ministry added that Armenia is obliged to ensure the construction of new transport links connecting the West regions of Azerbaijan with the Autonomous Republic of Nagorno-Karabakh, but refuses to do so. So, what how, the, yeah. w- how was the takeaway <laughs> that Armenia is undermining peace uh, because Pashinyan even went on to say that this opening of the links in his view is this new crossroads of regional peace that are like crossing through Armenia. He kind of made even like this (laughs) over-romanticized... Uh, But it's like, you know, we ethnically
0: cleansed you. Please stop talking about it, because when you do, it undermines any kind of peace. I mean, that's the takeaway from their statement. And speaking of peace, on October 16, Armenia's deputy foreign minister, Vahangostanya, said that Armenia is ready to use all platforms to achieve peace and stability in the South Caucasus, referring to uh, the statements from Moscow about holding negotiations uh, in Russia. On
1: October 13, Russian President Vladimir Putin had announced that Moscow is ready to help Armenia and Azerbaijan in concluding a peace agreement and proposed to hold the negotiations in Moscow.
0: Kostanya said that Armenia wants to achieve peace with its neighbors and the platform is not a priority. At the same time, it's very important that Armenia's partners, in whose presence these discussions take place with the Azerbaijani side, do not try to advance their bilateral agendas at the expense of the interests of Armenia.
1: Well, when asked whether a peace treaty is expected to be signed during the Brussels meeting scheduled for the end of October, Kostanyan said that the Azerbaijani side should take a position and publicly express its position on the points mentioned in the Granada statement. The president of the Council of the European Union, Charles Michel, has invited the leaders of Armenia and Azerbaijan uh, to a meeting by the end of this month.
0: And on October 18, the Council of Europe Committee of Ministers, the EU delegation, made a statement on Artsakh stating that the EU can continues to follow the difficult situation that arose from the mass exodus of Armenians from Gharapakh due to the Azerbaijani military operation and the nine-months-long blockade of the Lachin Corridor. The statement stressed
1: the importance of providing continuous humanitarian support to those who are still in Artsakh and those who left and called on Azerbaijan to ensure the human rights, fundamental freedoms and security of the Karabakh Armenians, including their rights to live in their homes in dignity without intimidation or discrimination, as well as to create the conditions for the voluntary, safe, dignified and sustainable return of refugees and displaced persons to nagorno karabakh with due respect for their history, culture and human rights.
0: You know, this, uh, the the statement goes on. It, it, sometimes, Rubina, we feel like we're repeating the same things over and over again every week. But we um, just added that as an important confidence building measure, they expect comprehensive amnesty for all Gharapah Armenians, including their representatives, because they're talking about the right of return. Then they're saying, we'll give amnesty to all Gharapah Armenians so that the people are being deemed guilty you well, know what I mean?
1: Yeah, well, as you pointed out, when we were having this conversation earlier, it's also kind of a safety measure yeah. to make sure that no one's randomly prosecuted or arrested or detained. If if a return happens, if it ever happens, it's just like very early stages of even bringing this up. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, however, it was kind of uh, hard to swallow this like a comprehensive amnesty for all Garaba Armenians, including their representatives as well
0: many of whom are now in prison in
1: Baku. This week, the Dutch Parliament, the Spanish Parliament, the Austrian Parliament passed resolutions condemning Azerbaijan's ethnic cleansing in Nagorno-Karabakh. The resolutions emphasized the protection of the rights of ethnic Armenians in the region, the implementation of the ICJ decisions regarding the Lachin Corridor and the importance of access for humanitarian organizations to Nagorno-Karabakh. The resolutions also supported providing funding to Armenia for humanitarian stabilization.
0: And the EU Council reported that on October 23, the Council of Foreign Relations of the EU will discuss the issue of the settlement of relations between Armenia and Azerbaijan. The Foreign Affairs Council will be chaired by Joseph Borrell. He is the high representative for foreign affairs and security policy. During the session, there will be an exchange of opinions regarding developments, apparently.
1: And on October 18, Prime Minister Nigol Pashinyan met with the Council of Europe Commissioner for Human Rights, Dunya Miatovic, who is here to assess the needs uh, of the forcibly displaced Armenians and ensure their rights. The Armenian government's ongoing reforms in the direction of human rights protection and further bilateral cooperation were also discussed.
0: Well, the Human Rights uh, Commissioner also visited the temporary shelters for forcibly displaced people from Artsakh with Armenia's human rights defender, Anait Manasyan, during the... The meeting, their conditions, they did a needs assessment the, about medical aid, service, food, as well as personal hygiene items, uh, provision processes were examined. Armenia's Deputy Prime Minister, Dikran Khachatryan, who
1: is in charge of the Humanitarian Center, responding to the forced displacement of uh, Garabag, Armenia, stated that countries and international organizations have so far pledged a total of 35 million euros in assistance for Armenia through the ICRC to meet the needs of the forcibly displaced, while an additional 35 uh, million euro uh, has already been allocated, including 15 million euros as budgetary support to the Armenian government.
0: And on October 17, the trial of 70-year-old Vakif Khachadirian from Artsakh continued in a military court in Baku. Khachadirian pleaded not guilty. Uh, He denied all the charges against him. We've reported about this um, in the past weeks. Khachadirian resigned from, um, he said he no longer wanted the services of the lawyer that had been assigned to him. And now he has a, a new defender whose name is Radmila Adilova. And he cannot choose his lawyer, which is his right, but Mm -hmm. he's being assigned different lawyers. Well, Khachatryan
1: was abducted by Azerbaijani forces from their checkpoint in Hakkari at the end of July. He was accompanied by the International Committee of the Red Cross and was coming to Yerevan by car on the instructions of doctors for an urgent heart operation.
0: In their daily bulletin, Russian peacekeepers reported that since September 19, they have dismantled eight permanent observation posts and 16 temporary observation posts in Artsakh's Askeran, Mardaget, Marduni, and Shushi districts to ensure traffic safety. What traffic safety? They're expecting a lot of traffic. To huh, ap- okay. ensure <laughs> traffic safety. They have set up 14 checkpoints along the roads, including eight jointly with Azerbaijan. I mean, it's just absolutely you know infuriating. When well, re- they
1: had a big visitor on October 15. <laughs> Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev visited Stepanakert and raised the Azerbaijani flag in the capitals square. He also delivered a speech calling it a historic day. And
0: he also walked on the flag of Artsakh uh, at the entry of the uh, in the foyer of, of the parliament building. And, you know, you raised a really uh, you know interesting point, Rubina, when we were watching the images of him do that, that there was a group of students that were detained on the Hakari Bridge when they were trying to get to Yerevan to continue their studies, uh, young boys, uh, and they were accused of... Um, what was well, it? Well, but they walked on the Azerbaijani a- a- flag. flag. So you have, you know, a group of young boys doing that, and then you have the leader... The president, who for 20 years has been president of Azerbaijan, um, who is a reliable partner for the West uh, and obviously also Russia, acting like a thug. He also I picked was
1: pomegranates, like he tried to balance <laughs> his image of, uh, you know, that picture of him with always a nice, in military like, of fatigues. fatigues yes. yeah. Well, I don't know, Maria, uh, reading his speech, mm-hmm. uh, at least the translation, was mm-hmm. really difficult. It kind of, like, didn't make sense on so many levels. Uh, I, we should, at this point, be used the, the to rhetoric? the fact that, to the rhetoric one, uh, for one, but also how uh, the revisionist history from uh, from Azerbaijan, but, like, to hear that... Uh, just the fact that Karabakh was an autonomous region within Azerbaijan during this it was already the beginning of the ethnic cleansing, uh, cleansing of the Azerbaijanis during the Soviet era. That, that was like already uh, the, you know, against their rights, and this is where history went wrong. And just you know almost putting his father it it's it, god level on god level that mm-hmm. it was his god's uh, father's vision mm-hmm. and then that the, the short period that the people were elected to other officials mm-hmm. to represent them that it, everything was kind of destroyed but then again his father again came uh, to the rescue well, of the Azerbaijan a- and the people and also this new that is i'm just um, picking it up picking it up maybe it's not that new this really, really Religious rhetoric, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, the Allah. Allah and with the grace of Allah, which is not something we were used to. At least me, I haven't come across it yeah, much from really from right. Aliyev. At mm-hmm. least,
0: well, the Aliyev family has basically privatized Azerbaijan. I mean, like you said, when he was talking about Haider Aliyev, his father, it was like this idolatry, like God Absolutely, level, right? Yeah. And he, and th- this was also a celebration of his 20 years. As president, uh, and the
1: hundredth anniversary of his father's birth, which was going to be celebrated, and this is also
0: and he also talked about the Holy Quran. It's interesting you mentioned that. I just uh, I'm looking at his speech now. He said, "I took an oath with my hand on the Constitution and the Holy Quran."
1: Well, and also tea. Tea was like I don't know how many times he mentions tea because I, I just like goes to show the level of yeah he's talking not like a leader or an international a statesman, statesman mm-hmm. at all and uh, calling the former presidents of uh, uh, clowns Yeah, and that's like making fun of oh they were going to come and have tea in Baku well they are now having tea in our prisons and uh, they'll get just this there and then there's was tea and tea and in some of the images that we see they're like being served tea it's, it's almost teenager yeah yeah (laughs) I'm sorry no because maybe he does
0: need his father no, but, but yeah. well, look, uh, just a direct quote from that speech. He said, The three clowns who used to sit here and call themselves president await their deserved punishment today. I wonder if the man who used to sit in one of these buildings and call himself prime minister will ever dare to threaten us again. And like you said, Rubina, he went on to say his tea is being served in the detention facility as we speak. And it was just, yeah, it, it was teenage. Let's move on okay. because
1: we're not fighting the words. Okay. <laughs> on October 13th, a Politico published an article where it claimed that the Secretary of the State, Anthony Blinken, warned a small group of lawmakers last week that his department is tracking the possibility that Azerbaijan could soon invade Armenia. The agency attributed the information to two people familiar with the conversation. Later, the State Department's spokesperson, Matthew Miller, refuted the claim, stating that the statement is false and does not correspond with what the State Secretary had said. Miller had that the United States supports Armenia's sovereignty and territorial integrity, uh, adding that any uh, disruption of the sovereignty and territorial integrity will have serious consequences. And this is so much, so it's like not so much as to if it was said or not, but also kind of the effect it had in Armenia. Yeah, sure. It was like definitely caused a heavy uh, wave of panic. Uh, Well, it
0: was also followed by Dikram Balayan's uh, interview that he gave to a Brussels, uh, I think it was a radio station or TV station, where he said that an attack by Azerbaijan is imminent. So all of these things. And of course, you know, people are are living on, uh, you know, at the expense of their nerves, as we say, in Armenia. And um, yeah, so any kind of news like this is going to trigger a a little bit of panic, if not a lot of panic.
1: Well, you know, we are expecting it one way or another, whether it's being announced or not. Uh, The September attack was not announced by (laughs) State Department. Well, uh, we are living on the edge
0: and sure, on, uh, we are. Yeah, on the expense of our nerves and mental health. Yeah. Speaking of nerves, according to Azerbaijani News outlet, the 3 plus 3 format, this is Turkey, Russia, Iran as regional players and Azerbaijan, Armenia, Georgia as... Um, Um, you know, the South Caucasus' meeting at the level of foreign ministers will take place in Iran in the near future. This Azerbaijani trend said that Armenia also agreed to participate in the meeting. However, Armenia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs has neither confirmed nor denied this information.
1: Earlier, the Iranian uh, foreign minister uh, had said that during a meeting with Armenian Security Council Secretary Armen Grikorian, the 3 plus 3 platform um, was discussed as an effective format for solving regional problems. Then the president of Azerbaijan, Ilham Aliyev, also announced the meeting will be held and uh, a meeting will be held in a 3 plus 3 format in the near future. And Armenian uh, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan has also uh, on several occasions said that uh, he's ready for the format and will uh you know will be ready to
0: participate during senate discussions of the 2024 defense budget french defense minister sebastian lecornu stated that france will sell uh, defensive military uh, hardware equipment to armenia which will allow armenia to ensure its security the minister did not specify what kind of equipment they will be providing uh, as the matter is still being discussed among the parties
1: And the EU monitoring mission opened its operational base in Yereg Nazor on October 17. According to the official mission statement, the space is focused mainly on the border regions of the Ararat region.
0: And from October 22 to 25, the Turkish-Azerbaijani Armed Forces will hold joint military exercises dedicated to the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Republic of Turkey. The exercises are going to take place in multiple locations in Baku, Nakhichevan, and on territories seized from Armenia.
1: On October 18, Armenia's Minister of Foreign Affairs Arat Mirzayan received the uh, first ever, therefore newly appointed ambassador of Canada to Armenia, Andrew Turner.
0: It's about time. Canada, shameful that we haven't had one. Sorry.
1: Oh, and uh, uh, the new Ambassador Turner handed over his credentials to the Foreign Minister. Mirzoyan expressed his confidence that with his activities, uh, the Ambassador will give a significant boost to the Armenian-Canadian friendly relations, which are already being built on good foundations to their further strengthening and deepening the importance of strong support for democracy, sovereignty, and territorial integrity of Armenia. Was emphasized, Uh, Canada was supposed to contribute some members to the the EU Army Information, one member. One member.
0: And yesterday, Lithuanian Prime Minister Ingrida Simontė visited Armenia. Armenia's Prime Minister Pashinyan welcomed her, said this is the first visit of a Lithuanian Prime Minister, which indicates new dynamics in the development of relations between the two countries. Pashinyan emphasized that Lithuania is one of Armenia's uh, more reliable partners in the U- European Union.
1: The Lithuanian Prime Minister expressed pride in Lithuania's historic support for Armenia's independence and reiterated her country's commitments to Armenia sovereignty and territorial integrity she extended condolences to those affected by the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict and highlighted Lithuania's financial and humanitarian assistance to Armenia
0: Well during her visit in Armenia she visited uh, the EU mission in Yerevan she also went to the Zernagapert memorial this is the Armenian genocide memorial in Yerevan and she also visited uh, the museum institute the Armenian genocide museum institute and planted a tree uh, at uh, memory alley and
1: the Armenian government organized a special flight from Tel Aviv to Yerevan, evacuating its citizens from Israel as a safety precaution. The foreign ministry stated that they are monitoring the developments of the situation and will take additional measures when necessary. There we also know from the uh, foreign, uh, embassy that there are no Armenians injured or hurt as a result That's of right. this.
0: Mm-hmm. And on October 13, Armenia's president, Vahakin khachad signed the bill on ratifying the Rome statute into law. The bill was adopted by parliament on October 3. Now Armenia has to deposit the instrument of ratification with the secretary general of the UN for the statute to enter into force. Armenia has 60 days to do this once these procedural steps are taken. Armenia becomes the 124th member state of the International Criminal Court.
1: And a court in Armenia has made a decision to extend Levon Kocharian's detention for two months. The son of former president Robert Kocharian is accused of violence against policemen during an opposition demonstration. Uh, he does not accept the accusations.
0: The first Armenian satellite, named Hayasat-1, has passed all stages of testing and is ready to be To be flown into space with the spacex falcon 9 rocket the company is now creating and preparing all the necessary conditions tools and procedures to receive data from the satellite process it send instructions and manage flight processes they are also discussing the vision for the next more complex satellite and that's the kind of week we've had here in armenia thank you for listening have a safe and peaceful weekend and we will be back again next week